Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. It is a global day of jihad that was called for by Hamas, and there are some that have decided to carry it out. A French teacher has been murdered in a horrific knife attack by a man in France yelling Allah Akbar. On top of the fact that a second terror attack was foiled in France on Hamas's day of jihad. I want to get you that story first. French President Macron visited a school where a teacher had been killed by a radical Islamist with a knife on Friday, revealing a second suspected attack had been foiled at another school on the day of jihad. The president spoke to the public and the press at that secondary school where that teacher had been killed and two others were injured by a man yelling Allah Akbar, shouting it with that knife as he attacked. He revealed in his speech that another attack was thought to have been foiled, letting everybody know in France to be on high alert. Speaking of the terror threat, the president said, quote, at least one other intervention may have made it possible to throw out another attempted attack in another region. With the French newspaper re- reporting this reference to an arrest near Paris, the publication states a man left a prayer room in one town and then... Uh, northeast of Paris while carrying a kitchen knife and was arrested at a high school. Per the report, the man's exact intentions for carrying a knife from the place of prayer to a school are not yet known, but the individual is already known to police for having been radicalized by the left. We're obviously talking about jihadists on the left. We also know that the individual was a 23-year-old male and justified as carrying a blade to officers by claiming he was homeless and frequently attacked. So the article was for self-defense, he claimed. Police continued to investigate, and again, he was already known to police and had been known to have been radicalized. Now, also known to police for radicalization is the Chechen man who's alleged to have been the one that killed that teacher. He was on French's state S-file database of extremists and who killed that literature teacher, Dominique Bernard, at the school where Macron was speaking today. 
We also know that this extremist was a member and a member of his family have also been arrested. The president revealed that others who were stabbed but not killed by this individual are in critical condition. Early reports stated that all three had been stabbed in their necks and one had their carotid artery cut. The president called the attacks, quote, barbaric and noted as many others had done that today's attacks come nearly three years today since a teacher, Samuel Patty, was beheaded at his school again by a radical Islamic Islamic terrorist from Chechnya. Well, it's not clear whether today's attack is related in any way to Hamas declaring a global day of jihad. That's what the liberal papers are now trying to claim. It's already been reported that several Jewish faith schools in Western cities have taken the decision not to open for the rest of the week, advising their pupils to stay home for their own safety. Well, you would think in America, right, we would be better than this. No, we're not. We're not better than this, at least when it comes to leaders. How do I know that? Take a look at Stanford. A Stanford instructor has finally been suspended for targeting Jewish students as colonizers after the Hamas terror attack. If you're sending your kid to these Ivy League schools, I want to be clear, you're an idiot. An instructor at Stanford University has been suspended after targeting Jewish students as colonizers and making them stand in a corner of the room. The pro-terrorist Stanford instructor then told the students, this is what Israel does to the Palestinians, quote-unquote. Rabbi Dov Greenberg, director of the Shabbat Stanford Jewish Center, said three students told him that the instructor had asked Jewish and Israeli students to identify themselves for an exercise during a required course called Civil, Liberal, and Global Education, according to the new reports. The teacher whose identity remains undisclosed, right? Because the left will always protect their teachers. They'll never give them up. If this was a conservative teacher, we would, of course, have every picture of him, know everything about him, have all of his social media accounts. But no, no, this teacher's identity, somehow the media can't figure out who it is. Really? This teacher, who we don't know his identity, then told the Jewish students to take their belongings and stand in a corner. The teacher then said, this is what Israel does to the Palestinians, according to Greenberg, who was citing the student accounts. The instructor then asked, quote, how many people died in the Holocaust, question mark. And when a student answered six million, he reportedly said colonizers killed more than six million. Israel is a colonizer. On Wednesday, finally, Stanford president after massive fallout, Richard Soller, And the provost, Jenny Martinez, sent a letter to the university community revealing that the instructor had finally been removed from their teaching duties and was under investigation but did not provide any further details. The teacher had addressed the Middle East conflict in a manner that called out individual students in class based on their backgrounds and identities. The statement from Stanford leadership reads... The statement also came after an earlier message was issued from Stanford officials, which was criticized as being too neutral regarding the massacre of Jews in Israel by Hamas. Greenberg told the Forward newspaper that the three students he had spoken to were all traumatized by their experience and were afraid to speak up during class due to fear that their grades would be penalized. What are they going to do? Get in a fight with their teacher at Stanford? Greenberg said. 
The rabbi added that the teacher in question didn't say anything that happened to the Israelis was wrong. He ignored that, he said. Hamas is a legitimate representation of the Palestinian people. They are not a terrorist group. They are freedom fighters. Their actions are legitimate, Greenberg went on to say that the teacher had said to the students. He's saying Israel is worse than the Nazis and Hamas is innocent, the rabbi added. This is what Jewish students face at Stanford and other places. They're feeling isolated, under attack, and threatened. This Hamas massacre of Jews in Israel last week galvanized students across the U.S. into putting on pro-Palestine, anti-Israel demonstrations on their college campuses coast to coast. On Wednesday, an Israeli student at Columbia University was attacked by a woman with a weapon. It has not been reported on by the mainstream media, which brings me to that story. This Israeli student and the New York Police Department is now reporting this. This Israeli student was attacked by a woman with a weapon outside of Columbia University Library, according to the New York Police Department. And again, why is it that 99.9% of you right now listening to me have just heard about this for the first time when this happened on Wednesday? Because the media doesn't want to tell you what is happening to Jewish students on college campuses. Now, according to the New York Police Department, a woman beat an Israeli student with a stick outside Columbia University's main library on Wednesday. A 19-year-old female suspect allegedly assaulted a 24-year-old Israeli school of general studies students with a stick in front of the Columbia University library. The New York Police Department spokesman confirmed to the Columbia Daily Spectator. It's amazing, again, the national media not covering this. After beating the student and charged with one count of assault while the Israeli student suffered injuries, including a laceration to his hand, the New York Police Department spokesman added, a friend of the Israeli student who was assaulted, also an Israeli general studies student, and spoke to the spectator on the condition of amenity, cited fears for his safety, said the suspect had approached him earlier in the day when he and other students were in putting up posters with the names and photos of Israelis that Hamas had taken hostage around campus. The friend said that the suspect asked to join them and told the students she was Jewish. The suspect then stayed with the Israeli students throughout the morning, only to be seen later that evening clad in a bandana covering her face, tearing the flyers off the wall. The Israeli student approached the suspect who responded by screaming obscenities and attacked one of them with their stick beating the student imagine if a liberal democrat was beaten on a college campus for anything political in general how fast it would have made national news yet this happens to a jewish student and probably virtually none of you had heard about and this happened back on wednesday all right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. 
Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code Ferguson. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jewish people are terrified of this type of violence that is happening, and they should be concerned because we're seeing this happen not just in the U.S. where students are being attacked, but around the world. We also had a man that stabbed an Israeli embassy worker in Beijing with a knife. A staffer from the Israeli embassy in Beijing was attacked by a knife-wielding man on the street in broad daylight on the day of jihad. Yes, the victim is reported in stable condition after suffering bloody stab wounds. The identity of the attacker was not released by the authorities in China. But as you know, Friday was declared a day of rage by the terrorist group Hamas, which called for attacks against Jews anywhere they can find them around the world. The Israeli Foreign Ministry confirmed to the South China Morning Post that the victim had been hospitalized in stable condition. He appeared to suffer stab wounds in the shoulder and chest as he grappled with his assailant. The attacker was described only as a tall, thin man in a white top armed with a knife. District police said he appeared to be non-Chinese. He was last seen heading west from the scene of the assault. A second viral video clip appeared to show the bloodstained victim lying on the pavement and telling onlookers he was an employee of the Israeli embassy. A police officer arrived on the scene and said he was from the station there, a district in northeastern Beijing near the embassy district that is popular with foreign shoppers. The Chinese government did not acknowledge the attack or provide any additional information. 
China has steadfastly refused to condemn the barbaric Hamas attack on Israel, instead calling for, quote, a ceasefire to end the, quote, unquote, violence before Hamas suffers repercussions for its actions. The Israeli government expressed deep disappointment with China's refusal to issue a clear and unequivocal condemnation of the terrible massacre committed by the terrorist organization Hamas against innocent civilians and the abduction of dozens of them from Gaza, as well as the burning alive and beheading of infant children, saying, quote, the Chinese announcement announcements do not contain any element of Israel's right to defend itself and its citizens, a fundamental right of any sovereign country that was attacked in an unprecedented manner and with cruelty that has no place in human society, the Israeli foreign minister said. Now, you look at this day of rage. Hamas demanded a day of rage, a day of jihad against Jews around the world, calling for not only demonstrations, but deliberate attacks to celebrate, they say, their operation. Security forces around the world have been placed on high alert. Eyewitnesses in Beijing described an increased Chinese police presence around both the Israeli and the Palestinian embassies. If the attack in Beijing is determined to be a knife jihad attack conducted on behalf of Hamas, it would stand as one of the first examples of the day of rage violence, along with the reported stabbing of the high school teacher who then died in France by a Chechen migrant there. The list continues to grow. Now, Jewish individuals are having to change their lives now, and this is the part that makes me very angry. And the media is not covering this the way they should be. Jewish individuals are having to cancel their lives, including their schools. Jewish schools in America, Jewish schools in London, Jewish schools in New York have all closed their doors over security concerns as anti-Semitism has raged. New York City, for example, has had massive pro-Hamas demonstrations where they're chanting, burn them, death to Israel, kill them, burn them, behead them. The list goes on and on. Every vile thing you can hear being chanted at these pro-Palestinian sanction, these these events, I should say, these marches and these pro-Hamas events, they're one and the same, are the most vile and disgusting things that you can hear. Holding up swastikas saying, finish the job, is what we actually saw in New York City over the last 24 hours. And at least four Jewish faith schools in London shut down on Friday. Incidentally, the Hamas Day of Jihad citing security fears for their children. Four schools, including several prominent schools in London, closed until next week. They said it's because of the number of threats that are coming out against them from Islamic Jihad and Hamas. The schools told parents on Thursday evening that they would not open on Friday, and while there was no specific threat to those schools, it was nevertheless a decision taken for the safety of the children attending them, the schools said. The BBC reported one school told parents to keep their children at home on Friday because of the risk of violence on the streets. Another cited planned protests for their decision. And the chairman of another school told the broadcast, quote, we have this situation where we have an international day of rage called for. We've had horrible demonstrations in London openly displaying anti-Semitism and celebrating Jewish deaths. We're worried that on a day like this, that an individual might do something outstandingly stupid. It's very difficult to control against that. The global day of jihad is real. 
Teacher has been killed. Another injured in France. Another knife attack in Beijing. And another attack thwarted in France as well. The Hamas terrorist organization that launched that massive terror attack that killed at least 1,300 in southern Israel on Saturday alone is now calling for this, not only the day of jihad, but calling for all arms of Palestinians to rise up against Israel and their soldiers. Now, to be clear about what Jewish people are having to deal with right now, Benjamin Netanyahu came out giving an update, making it clear that the terrorists are burning people alive. Every Hamas member is a dead man. That is what Netanyahu said as he talked about the atrocities from Hamas. What we do know, and this is a fact, that they have beheaded infant children. They have put tires around hostages and set them on fire with gasoline inside of those tires to maximize the pain and suffering while they are literally burned alive and cannot get out of the tires. We saw the wild animals, Netanyahu said. We saw the barbarians we have to deal with. We are fighting a fierce enemy, an enemy worse than ISIS. We saw boys and girls bound, shot in the head in front of their parents. Men and women who were burned while still alive. Young girls who were raped and then slaughtered. Soldiers, Jewish soldiers, soldiers, I can't say that word, he has three, two, one. Jewish soldiers with their heads cut off. In one place, they forced people to enter a place and put spare tires around them so there would be fuel, and they burned them alive while filming it and chanting. This is what Hamas is. This is what Iran is. This is what Hezbollah is. This is what the Palestinians are supporting. We all know families whose loved ones were murdered. Netanyahu went on to say they were kidnapped, that were burned alive. But however great the horror, that is how great our heroism Men and women, fathers and mothers, warriors and citizens who have discovered supreme courage and bravery. We are all fighting together. We are all fighting and we will fight for our home. This, as Israel has also started to issue weapons to their citizens so that they can defend themselves. Giving out thousands of machine guns to their citizens so they can protect themselves. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. While all of this anti-Semitism is going on, you hope that great leaders will stand out from the crowd and do the right thing and stand on the side of the innocent, stand on the side of the Israelis. That's not what's happening, to be very clear, with the leadership of our government. We have a White House that still refuses to call out those that are funding Hamas and Hezbollah. They're refusing to sanction at the level they're supposed to. What's happening with Iran and the amount of oil that they're selling each and every day. Representative Waltz was on TV today talking about how weak this administration is and how it's emboldening Hamas and Hezbollah because of our inaction. Listen to what he had to say about the Biden administration refusing to call out Iran. What Hamas and what Iran knows is that the more civilians that die at the hand of this fight, which is clearly Iranian-backed militants that, that have uh, initiated, but there's more civilians die, you're going to see the UN, uh, the anti-Semites in the UN start to chirp in. You're going to see European leaders get weak need, and eventually, uh, and, and sadly quickly, I fear this administration will start saying enough is enough. Israel, back off. Let's settle down. And, and I mean, that's the game plan of how Hamas and Iran want this to play out. Uh, Congressman, before I let you go, uh, how fast can they move then? Because that's a lot of pressure on Israel. And they were worried about booby traps. And we still don't know if there's a layering of plan here, a plan B, with tens of thousands of Hamas terrorists. Uh, how fast can they move? Well, you know, what I hope is also happening behind the scenes, uh, Harris, is you know, Egypt has always been the intermediary uh, mm -hmm. between Israel and these groups. I hope you see some type of, I hate to say this, but some type of Palestinian for at least the women and children in the hostages, some type of swap. Uh, the more civilians, the more hostages we can clear out of there, uh, the better. Even, I hate, you know, I hate uh, giving in to any kind of demands, but the more civilians that we can get out, I think the better for Israel and the better for the destruction uh, of the Hamas fighters and military wing in the long run. But at the end of the day, we can't lose sight of who's calling the shots here. It's 100 percent Iran. They put the guns, the ammo and the training in Hezbollah and Hamas's hand. And for the administration to say, well, we didn't see him pull the trigger uh, is a bunch of garbage. And they know it. It's a bunch of garbage and they know it. He's absolutely right. They can look the other way as much as they want to. Anthony Blinken also being pushed today. He's the acting president of the United States of America, making it clear, at least at this point, that he is still going to defend Israel's right to go into Gaza. Leaflets were being dropped by Israel, telling the people in Israel to are in Gaza to leave the Gaza area before there's a major invasion by Israel into that area to clear out Hamas. Guess what's happening? Hamas, these evil terrorists, are apparently forcing innocent civilians to stay in their homes and threatening to kill them if they try to leave. Why? Because they want them to die so they can use this propaganda to then say, look at evil Israel and how many innocent civilians they killed.
Israel has made it clear. Get out of Gaza. Do not stay in Gaza. Evacuate Gaza because we are coming. They have dropped leaflets. They have used every type of technology, text messaging, to tell the people in Gaza to leave. And Hamas is now holding their citizens, right, the Palestinians, hostage, hoping that Israel will strike and they will die and use that as propaganda with the world. Listen to what Anthony Blinken had to say about that. Uh, At the same time, the way Israel does this matters. Uh, The way any democracy has to deal with such a situation matters. And to that end, we've discussed with the Israelis, uh, urged the Israelis to use every possible precaution uh, to avoid harm to civilians. Um, It's also important to remember the fundamental issue that makes this so complicated. As I said again a moment ago, Hamas uses civilians as human shields. It puts them in places where they will be in danger. It puts them in places where they're used in effect to try to protect uh, Hamas officials uh, or their equipment or infrastructure. Civilians, of course, should not be the target of military operations. They are not the target of Israeli operations. They are very deliberately the target of Hamas's action. Um, I mentioned as well that we're very actively engaged with UN relief agencies, with the ICRC, with others, to address the acute humanitarian needs of people in Gaza, to protect them from harm, uh, and uh, make sure that they have uh, the ability uh, to get what they need. Uh, We need to ensure, for example, that there are safe areas in Gaza. Uh, For civilians, we're working through the details on that, uh, and uh, more to be said in the days ahead, but that's a priority for us. Uh, We're discussing this with the Israeli government. We're discussing it with others in the region. Isn't it amazing how he's still so timid about really supporting Israel, saying, well, they have to act a certain way. I mean, to keep our support, in essence, you you have to be above uh, reproach, right? That's what you've got to do. And then you look at these scumbags at The View. Sonny Hostin on The View, ABC The View. I cannot believe she will keep her job for this. She said this on national TV on the day of jihad that's been declared by Hamas. And I think this is very important. What Israel is saying consistently is, if you want your water, if you want your electricity, release our hostages. In my view, that's that's not an irrational question. That's not an irrational demand. Release our people that you are holding there. And they should, but in the process, they should really refrain from committing war crimes or terror because they're going to lose the goodwill. I do think it's very important, though, Secretary, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who was the director of CENTCOM, said Hamas is worse than ISIS. There's no equivocating as far as yeah. the terror Look and the brutality. Beheading did. children. Yeah. Did, did you notice how they just let her off the hook? Sonny Hostin says Israel is committing war crimes by targeting civilians and civilian infrastructure. Israel is not doing that. How she keeps her job on the view when she says that Israel is committing war crimes, and and notice the other hosts just completely look over it. That's happening on ABC News, a show that is in New York City. If you want to know what show to protest if you're Israeli, this is the show. If you want to know what show should be boycotted, this is the show. You have an anti-Semite on TV while Israelis are being slaughtered, while they're being held hostage. While their children's heads and infant children heads have been sawed off. 
while the girls and young girls have been raped in front of their families and then murdered in front of their families while they taped it on their cell phones and sent them back to their other family members. Sonny Hostin on The View is saying Israel is committing war crimes. No, they're not. You're an anti-Semite. You're a bigot. That's what you are. You are a bigot. Marco Rubio blasting the American protesters who are showing up to support Hamas. If you want to know who you want to put on a terrorist watch list, you can start with these people, in my opinion. Listen. What is your view of how this is going to play out broadly in the region? Well, I don't think, any, yeah, I don't think anyone can tell you exactly how it's going to play out. Let me just say one thing. It is one thing to say I am in favor of the Palestinian cause or I think Palestinians are in charge, should have their own country. It's one thing to say that. It's, it's, I think it's a bit naive at this point, but it's something that you can be a position. It is another to say, and I'm going to take to the streets at the beck and call, at the specific instruction of the group that just butchered a bunch of babies. Okay, that those are two very different things. It's disturbing to see it internationally. It's really disturbing to see Americans and people here in the United States of America in the streets marching in response to a call from the organization that just carried out these atrocities. I think that's very disturbing to see that play out. He's right. It's disturbing to see protesters taking to the American streets at the instruction of Hamas baby butchers. We are at a point of no return in my opinion for some of these americans who i will never trust i will never look at them any differently than what they've just shown me they are and what they have shown me that they are is they are jihadist sympathizers thousands and thousands have gathered across the middle east in support of gaza in kabul afghanistan today they had tens of thousands that gathered in the streets in Kabul to support the terrorists. They're supporting the terrorists and Amman, Jordan today. Tens of thousands gathered in Amman to support the terrorists today. In Baghdad, Iraq, tens of thousands came together holding up Palestinian Hamas flags, supporting them, burning, by the way, American flags in Tehran today. The same thing. These are terrorists, they're terrorist sympathizers, they're terrorist financers, and we need to treat them like that's what they are. We need to stop messing around and acting like we can get along with terrorists. We will not ever get along with them. You want to know why? Because they will always try to kill you at the end of the day. Please make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Okay, please make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends. On social media, share it, because the stories I'm telling you are not being covered by the media. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.